Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the word, the word of God with extra, extra sauce. On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. Today, I really, really want to emphasize, blessed is he who is not offended in me. No, be offended at us. We don't care. Okay, no, I personally don't care. (laughs) I don't think Tina cares either, but blessed are you. This is about you. This is not about us. Blessed are you if you are not offended in us. That's all I want to say. Like, because, hashtag scripture. Because this one is going to be offensive. I know that people will be offended. Um, And I'm sorry. So just prepare yourself. Sit down. Nurse your wounds already. Get some tissues and relax your feet. All of that. Because, yes. So, today, um, before we start, you just need to go and share this. We're going to say five friends, two relatives. Put it on your Instagram story. One from the animal kingdom. Hashtag scripture. And then post that on your Twitter and at us at hashtag scripture. And we'll we'll give you a shout out. We will. On the um, the grams. on, On the lines the feeds i don't know whatever yeah so you can follow us on at hashtag scripture on soundcloud itunes instagram and facebook mm-hmm. and you can also follow us on twitter at ht scripture let's go get into the topic tina so the word on the street is honey if i don't like what you preach i can just create my own church like, i ain't got to agree with what you say Whoa. okay if i don't like what you preach i will just go make my own church that is it how about that? You know, <laughs> how about that? Uh, why do we have so many denominations? When you talk to non-Christians who are battling Christians, they say, you don't have so many denominations. Who is saying the truth? Who has the monopoly of truth here? Okay, we have so many different churches. We have so many different beliefs and teachings that it almost seems as if we have no long- we no longer have a pure, undiluted word of God. And what is, this is what the church of God looks like not the church of god denomination the church of god okay we are discussing denominations today and if we're gonna add a couple of your denominations i'm sorry it's not our fault okay the three questions we're covering today are number one what are denominations and why do they exist so what are denominations and why do they exist we have done extensive research I opened a textbook. Tina has done extensive research. Tina's an RE teacher, so I'm allow her to do all of that section. (laughs) The whole complete section. What are denominations and why do they exist too? Is there a right or wrong denomination? We will at your church here. This is probably the section that you will be offended. Is there a right or wrong? You're going to be offended from the beginning, child. Is there a right or wrong denomination? Um, Not that we are judging. Judge not. Let's... We've been judged ourselves. But there's okay. a difference between judging and telling and the truth. But I want to just pull it out there that we're not okay. judging them. Yeah. Okay. That is true. Um, and three, can we be effective as a body whilst we are fragmented? In essence, can we practice unity while still worshipping in various different forms? Okay, so can we be effective as a body even though we are divided divided in our beliefs and teachings? Okay. Yeah. So question number one, Auntie Forms. Do you think people wonder why I call you Auntie Forms? I mean, maybe, but... 
I don't yeah. care, I'm going to go and call her. Okay? That is her name. She has many names for me. Auntie Forms is my favourite. Okay? Question number one, Auntie Forms. What are denominations and why do they exist? So I just want to start this. I'm probably not even going to talk about what denominations are and why they exist, to be honest with you. Because I'm so... I've got such a big aversion to denominations. Like, I'm so anti-denomination, it's unreal. Like, and since I was very small, in fact, even when I was part of the Catholic Church, I was really like, I don't really get why there's different, not why there's different churches, but why there's different sects of Christianity. That's sex, S-E-C-T, just for anybody who wants to. Yeah, so I I just never really got it. I've never understood it. And it's always been a really big issue for me. Um, And I've always felt like I'm supposed to be some kind of missionary going to unite all the churches. Pause, (laughs) pause, yeah. For me, for the longest, has struggled with the fact that she's Jeremiah in the Bible. Like, she's really struggled with it. And she doesn't understand why she has the tell you off ministry. Like, I she, don't understand. It's she, not wants, fair. she wants the nicey, nicey. Oh, healing. Not everybody gets oh, that. Oh, faith. Oh, have faith. She has a real issue. That she's Jeremiah. Sometimes she gets to bring the heat. Okay? That's what it is. <laughs> Just take it. I'm going to make you a t shirt for your birthday that says, Ooh. I got to bring the heat. That's your ministry. Tell people about themselves. Mm. Jeremiah did it. We want you and he eat. ended up in a ditch. Uh-huh. And then what happened to him in the end? Should I be in a ditch? No, no. This is, there's no, no. In this country, it'd just be pothole. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it won't be that big of a deal. <laughs> Listen, London roads, yeah. The amount of potholes I drive over on a regular basis is actually stupid. Anyway, why are there so many denominations? I want a denomination. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think, I think denominations are really divisive. But let's get into what is a denomination. Um, a denomination is a sect or a poor, like a, uh, a div- uh, let me not say division. Can you, what's the word I'm looking for here in something in Christianity? Like a department. A sect, because <laughs> um, a... sect sounds culty. Um, and though I do mean it that way, I don't want to use that word. So the word is, I'll come back to you. Okay. It's a something inside. It's a like a break, like a breakdown or a boundary. See, all of these words are really divisive, so I don't understand why people don't get it. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out what a denomination is. I'm mm-hmm. trying to tell you, but I can't tell you without using words that, that divide or have a negative connotation, mm-hmm. um, which to me it already kind of like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. says why they're bad. But whatever. Um, to me, a denomination is a sex. Um, or I mean, I don't want to say cult, so let me not say cult, but why do we have them? Because people have different interpretations of different scriptures in the Bible. And so they build doctrines on these interpretations. And then that then creates um, maybe too too much, I don't want to say friction, but too much too many differences between two groups of people. And so they'll split off to have their own different churches. And then those churches will then become maybe denominations. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Because a denomination doesn't just start by mm-hmm. itself it ha- would have to have like a system it has like to a, have an I- a parent church and a yeah and it has to have a distinct ideology yeah to separate itself exactly from like so others. much so yeah. Yeah, that yeah. it's a completely different yeah, yeah. um not religion but almost from, from the other one right christianity yeah i mean all these things fragment fragment is even powerful. it's deep yeah. but yeah so um what was the question? <laughs> what are denomination? <laughs> what are denominations, and why do we have them? Uh, yeah, so different interpretations. Um, and, th- and the thing is, 
it was it's okay to have different denominate um different sorry it's okay to have different interpretations of different scriptures as long as they're not salvific scriptures in my opinion yeah that's think, what i'll go and get into you know too that is it boom i think i think it's fine to think in terms of what i'm just saying like why it's okay to have different interpretations of mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do a whole completely different have to branch to a branch branch branch. Yeah. branch is a good word <laughs> let me start from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> So, a denomination is a different branch. A what? A denomination. Oh, you feel like a denomination. I did say denomination. Anyway, we can hear it back, child, because we're recording. So, but a denomination is a different, is a branch of Christianity. Various branches. Well, a a denomination is not various branches. A denomination is one branch. And denominations are various various branches branches of, of Christianity. So... Uh, that being said, blah, 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 all the rest of the stuff that I said, cut, copy, paste. I'm not going to do that though. Um, <laughs> then, uh, so I want to read a scripture that this is why I have such a big aversion to, um, denominations. Uh, the first Corinthians 12, 12. Yeah. From there. For the body is one. Boom. Okay. Let's stop. No, i for, bo- for the body is one and has many members, but all members are of that one body being many a one body, so also is Christ, blah, 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 down to um, verse, th- verse 20, sorry, where it says, but now indeed there are many men- members, yet yeah, one body. So for me, it feels like the many members part is maybe being taken a bit too far mm-hmm. in, in Christianity and that's why there's so many, so many denominations because it's like, okay, many members, but not many members who believe that they're different parts of different bodies mm-hmm. or they have different beliefs as to what does the heart supposed to do and what is the eye supposed to do, but just many members who have different functions within one body. Mm-hmm. But it feels like to me that we're not even really one body anymore because mm-hmm. the church is not accountable to itself. Mm-hmm. Like the Catholic church is accountable to the pope and the lutheran church is accountable to whoever's the head of the lutheran church and blah blah blah. but we need to be accountable to christ who is the head of the church Mm. not anybody else do you know what i mean and okay yeah you obviously there is a leadership in the church and it's god it's a god ordained leadership but that being said i really feel like Mm. we need to be more accountable to each other as well Mm. paul would paul and the apostles apostles would go from church to church Mm -hmm. You know, making sure everything was okay, making sure the doctrine was correct. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really have that kind of responsibility for each other anymore. We can't agree on topics. We can't really look into the Bible and say, this is what the Bible actually says. Mm-hmm. Where are you getting your doctrine from? No one mm-hmm. wants to do that. No mm-hmm. one wants to get involved in other churches. Um, so that's why there's denominations because we've kind of left each other to their various devices. And there's been, there's no, we don't, there's no Peter anymore to hold everybody accountable. Yeah. You know, we don't have an Apostle Peter, um, the leader of the church. And this is it. We have to figure out, we have to fully understand that that was the head of the church. Jesus appointed him and under him is where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Fact. Like, actually, factually. So fact. then do you believe that the Pope should be the head of all the churches then? Nope. So then, what <clears throat> even though there is an apostolic apostolic succession um i don't believe that the doctrine of the catholic church um is sound doctrine we don't get into that <laughs> i don't it's not the facts, <laughs> facts on you know facts. it's not facto. Facto. it's not <laughs> it's not sound doctrine but yeah so but we are supposed to have one head of the church and one body mm-hmm. and that is it cool oh okay so we have got i've got a list of denominations okay a list of the most recognized denominations and I'm going to get into it. 
a list of the most recognized denominations. So what are denominations and why do we have them? So let's list the denominations and then figure out where we got these from. Okay, so we have the African Methodist Episcopal Church. We so are you gonna list all the denominations? There's not that in many. All of no, it's not that. Many. I mean, that, there there's no, there's really many. Is, there's but, si- there's okay. six hundred, but within the um, you've got a list six hundred. It's about six hundred, but they they all fall under. A, you know. A oh, okay, 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 fine. Okay, okay fine. so we've got the African Methodist Episcopal Church in alphabetical order. We yeah, <laughs> we've got the Assembly of the Assemblies of God. Some mm. of you go to Assembly of God churches. Okay, I think just send it. <laughs> we've got Baptist churches. We have the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. We have Sorry. a Christian church, so or more so Protestant, okay, Christianary Mission Society. But why Those is that kind of Christian? I don't understand. As if they're not all Christian or they're not. But that's how they branded themselves as the Christian Church. We have the Christian Scientist Church, which is actually a real serious thing. Is that thing. Scientology? No. Okay, cool. Um, we have sure. the Church of sure God, you know. so New Testament Church of God. I love my new tears. Uh, half my family is from New Tea. But we have the Church of God. Um, we have the Church of God in Christ. If I had a church, it would be called the Church of God. Yeah. We have the Church of God in Christ. Again, very popular. We have the Episcopal Church. We have the Four Square Gospel Church. Pardon? We have, yeah. We have the Greek That's Orthodox. social media platform. <laughs> we have the Greek Orthodox Church. We have the Facebook Church. Sorry, Greek, Greek Orthodox Church. We have Jehovah Witnesses. We do have Jehovah Witnesses. Um, we have the Lutheran Church. Mm-hmm. We have the Mennonite and Amish societies. Wow. Amish is really there. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's really there. there. <laughs> um, Methodist Church. Mormonism. Mormon. That's we, more, that shouldn't we be always there. forget no, that Mormon. No, we don't forget it. We always forget. We always forget that Mormons are a branch of Christianity. No, it's not true. According to them, according not to them. according to yeah. us, not according okay. to sound doctrine. According, according to Rachel Dolezal, she's black. She's black. But no, but she's trans. Her, she's trans race. You know, we have all these. I want to be trans. Um credits check credits score <laughs> I want to just wake up one morning I just, I just want to you know what? What she transgender I, I, I identify you know as rich I'm actually so going to I'm so serious. Billion pounds into my account because I identify as a billionaire. I'm joking. I'm joking. And I'm being very serious. I'm speaking to the NHS right now. I identify as trans financial. So, you, if you are listening, NHS, I would like you to deposit four billion pounds into my account because that's how I identify. I just. Thank you. NHS. Thank you. Not my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trans financial. So she's you have transgender, trans age, trans um, age. I'm also trans age. I'm never transgender, age trans age, everything, transsexual. I'm trans financial. So actually, my if my name was different, the same. If I had a very very different kind of name, which was very very typical to one particular race, that's the kind of credit I want. Okay, <laughs> that just that just that one. Okay, so we have I mean, Mormonism. My credit's great. I got. I just checked my credit score yesterday. It's excellent. But you yeah, know, mine's no. not doing too well at the moment. But we're gonna get there in Jesus' name. Amen. We have the Nazarene Church. We have the Presbyterian Church. We have Quakers. We have also also. We have also also Quakers. We have the Salvation Army. We have Seventh Day Adventist Church. We have the United Pentecostal Church. We have the Unitarian Church. Unitarian Church. Unitarian Church. And they all have many convicting beliefs. Okay. 
all many I many. That said, the state in church. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold up. Many many different beliefs. Okay, so easy way to understand why we have denominations is you know we are all varied in the ways that we connect with God. E.g., some spend a lot of time in contemplation, while others are energized in their relationship with God by how they perceive social activism okay so depending on what you like if you're a real social activist if you're real big on the holy spirit then you'll go one way if you really like sitting quietly and not having any zips or using any kind of electrical equipment okay. then you'll go another uh, uh, am I, uh, i'm not even joking then you'll go another way right um an explanation may be that you know the one size or one size fits all approach to Christianity has never worked and doesn't really work now. That's how people see that. You can't just have a one size fits you know all. I understand that and I appreciate that, but I don't understand why you need to identify it as a whole completely different denomination. And this, the, and this is the thing. And this is why it's really d- dangerous. Um, because what is difficult, what the issue is, is that the church, we, we have different doctrinal beliefs and views mm-hmm. and interpretations of scripture mm-hmm. and we're going to get into why the bible says it's dangerous to have different interpretation of scripture mm-hmm. you can understand something in different ways but how you interpret how you interpret or interpret how you interpret it how you interpret it I can't say it's because it's got R's. No, I can't. But in my head, doesn't sound right because it's got way too many R's, guys. I can't say R's. But interpretate like the same amount of like for example, but it's slower. It's it's different. It's the syllables. The syllables because it's (laughs) does anybody understand what she's saying? Because it's broken up into more syllables. Now let me just tell you, this is a serious issue of mine. Honestly, it's a serious issue of mine. I like, for example, frog and bread. Like the words, the R doesn't come out right. Have you ever noticed that I can't say frog and bread? I mean, now you're just saying things that are not words. So, I don't know if you're speaking in tongues, but I, so yeah, I don't know. So the R's in that word. Okay, so the way that we understand something is fine. I can have many different understandings. Sorry, of I'm scripture. still on the fact that she can't pronounce R's properly. But you knew this no, about I didn't. me. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Girl, you don't know me at all. Imagine no, my best friend has doesn't know nothing about me. No Do you know my last name? She said frog. <laughs> That's um, not even what she said. I can't even pronounce the way. So she said yeah. It. So the way that we understand something, we can understand one thing in many different ways okay um but the way that we can you say the word inter interpret is dangerous is is important because how you interpret something is then how you act on it you know how you understand something is fine but how you interpret something is how you act on it but can you have a different understanding and the same interpretation as someone can you have a different understanding and the same interpretation you can have different understanding yeah how because for example i the I um if you're doing long division or long mm-hmm. multiplication, okay, the way that you will understand how I to do it. I can't do un- long division <laughs> or long multiplication. So maybe that's a bad example, but let's pretend that I can. For yeah, the, the way the that you okay. the way that you understand it, the mm-hmm. way that I we may do different two different ways of long long division or long multiplication, right? Mm-hmm. We understand it in different ways, mm-hmm. okay. But at the end, fundamentally, we we will you will do your way. Sorry. Actually, this doesn't work because that means we interpret it different ways and we do it. We act it out in different ways. This is a bad example, but. But you, then we get the same answer. We get the, we get the, we get the same answer. So we may understand it different ways. We may work it out in different ways. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, we know that you have to carry this and carry that and carry this and carry that. Mm-hmm. And, and it all results and in it the same all thing. results in the same answer. Okay. Okay. Um. So, 
how did we get all the denominations in the first place? We're going to go into some history because I feel like it's really important so that when we're having really good theological discussions with somebody or we're doing like a hermeneutics or we're doing an exegesis or we're doing... um What's exegesis? Can you stop chucking jargon at us and explain what you're talking about? Okay, so exegesis... <laughs> I don't know what exegesis is. Exeg- Do you know what exegesis is? Exegesis is... Extra large Jesus? <laughs> Can Jesus I get a regular Jesus fries? with extra sauce? Can I get a regular fries? A, me- a, a burger and an exegesis an exegesis okay so exegesis is, exegesis is when you look at the beginning of the bible to the end of the bible and we're able to find jesus in all of it okay, okay. Cool. um so no matter what kind hard? of yeah no, no you know we have many different conversations um we're able to give a good account of why we are where we are as a body of Christ. And mm-hmm. then maybe if we go back to the beginning, we can fix it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to breeze through this because it's really long and this is not a history podcast. Um, but to understand that we have to look back 400 years to the century following the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century. So we know if we just quickly, we have Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter set up the church and then we have the apostles and then from the apostles you have the apostolic succession which is then they appointed new apostles to be heads over the church until we and then we get the Roman Catholic Church and then we have the um, Protestant Reformation which is when the other Christians were like no we don't we don't like this Catholics were like we don't like this we're going to just be Protestant so the Protestant Reformation is where we begin to see now two denominations the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church right and this is in the 16th century Europe okay but that's, that's really late so is that when denomination started that's when the denominations before then because that, i feel like there was even denominations, denominations in those def- definitely um because we that i wouldn't class it as denominations when paul's around i would say a well, lot of like division yeah which was a denomination or yeah, was, yeah i mean that was a completely different doctrine than what they that was preached yeah do you know what i mean and this um, is why in ne- i can't pronounce it Nestorianism. You said it. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys! Can we just actually like clap for me right now? If you're somewhere, everybody you blow your trumpet. That's really amazing. La, 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 so, la, la, la. That's really amazing. But yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. different, like different doctrines that made it so completely different from what Paul preached that you can't classify it as. And I think this is why it's really important to make a distinction. And even just just stop at that point for a mm-hmm. second. Is that even when um. This is why Paul was saying, you know, it's, there's no difference between Apollos, Apollos planted, Paul watered, but it's God that brings the increase, right? It doesn't matter who's the leader of, of the church. When he was talking to the Corinthians, he's like, why are you guys so fixated on who, who set up the church? Why are you so fixated on who led you to salvation? It's got nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that is unique to, to unique to them because they are so close to the time that Jesus was alive was that there was still a fundamental Jesus, 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 Jesus salvation. Jesus. I love to praise, right? <laughs> so, um, but where we see, and then as you gradually, when we start to fall away from the original apostles mm-hmm. and we start to fall away from, you know, that even maybe like a hundred years from, from the time, a hundred years AD, we start to see real fragments and real division. Mm-hmm. But in the still the Paul's time, because Paul was actually quite close to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the the gap it was like AD forty six, mm-hmm. okay, um, compared to some of some of the actual um, gospels were written. Like Paul was Paul wrote first before you see Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John. No, before mm-hmm. Mark, not Mark, Mark but first, Matthew, but, Matthew yeah. and Mark, Matthew and Luke. Luke. Sorry, okay. Mm-hmm. So in Paul's time, 
it's still so we're AD forty six mm-hmm. roughly, right? And yet there's division. Mm-hmm. Yet there's schism, but there's still the foundation of Jesus, 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 Jesus. But the most we now start to the further and further away we get, the more clear denominations started to arise. Okay? So Anyway, so the Protestant Reformation wouldn't, I'm not going to say is the beginning of all division, but it's a clear separation of the churches. Mm -hmm. So there was many different divisions and schisms and fragments of the church, but they were still the one church, Mm -hmm. you know, the church that Peter set up, but then everybody's kind of gone and done their own thing. But now in Protestant Reformation, we see a clear separation Mm -hmm. of the church, right? So, um, the reformers, basically, without going into the whole story, the reformers rebelled against the Roman Catholic Church and because of his stronghold in politics and link between politics and religion is not even what we're going to discuss today. Um, so this not only made religion territorial, but it led to all sorts of um, corruptions in church and corruptions mm-hmm. in governments and all of that sort of stuff. And so because of the corruption, they changed the way that Christianity was practiced, okay? And unfortunately, the reformers fell into the same pattern, insisting that they had a corner of truth and wanted everyone in their countries to agree with them. So what had happened was, with the Catholic Church, which is great, the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church was leading nations, okay? It wasn't just a, there was no separation, there was no separation between state and church. The state and the church was one and the same. And so therefore, they felt, Protestants felt that the, there were, the church was being polluted or diluted for political purposes. That the doctrine of Christ had been now watered down or changed or diluted to fit in a whole new political agenda. Mm -hmm. So so the reformers... I mean, that's rich coming from the Protestants, isn't it? This is why it's a gag. The gag gag is, you know. um, So, but the reformers fell into the exact same pattern. And then this led to the notorious 30-year war. So because of the 30-year war... There wasn't really a clear winner. It wasn't like okay, some there was a this one the Catholics won over the Protestants or the Protestants won over the. Um, there was no victory for any party, but it was ex- sheer exhaustion. Mm-hmm. You know, it literally was sheer exhaustion. It was for thirty years, and it brought about the end to the religiously motivated thirty year war, um, which then began the signing of the Peace of Westphalia in sixteen forty eight. So that was the treaty that was signed. Um, that there was a truth. A truce, sorry, that was a truce over territorial religion. Um, and we see that now this, now it begins to shape countries and religious doctrine. Okay. So this truce allowed Calvinism and Lutherism, Lutheranism, sorry, I can't talk today. This truce allowed Calvinism and Lutheranism and Catholicism as recognized expressions of the Catholic faith. Okay, so the Treaty of Westphalia in 1648 now has said, okay, these are the churches that we recognize, Catholicism, Calvinism, and Lutheranism. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and as such, they began their own separate churches, separate bodies, separate doctrines based on their own individual beliefs, political agenda, and the like. Okay, um, and this obviously transferred to England and then America, and America just took it all the way left okay so we see presbyterianism now start to spring up um um we see all these kind of different churches start to spring up and it resulted in a denominational theory of the church that was based on certain guiding principles okay so what we have to figure out here is what are the guiding principles beyond what are the guiding principles for the acknowledgement of the new denomination 
so that's how all the denominations started so you had the catholic church you had the protestant church from protestant you had Calvinism, you had Lutheranism, you had the Catholic Church again, and then from the Protestant, from Calvinism, from Lutheranism, you have um, Presbyterian. Then it comes over to English and English, England. Wow. Then it comes over to England, and then Westminster we develops. Have, we have British passports, I promise. And then this, promise. it comes over to England, and then England takes over. And so we have also a separation between Catholicism, and now we have the Church of England. You know what I mean? And that was, you know, you know Henry VIII and all of his good stuff. And then it goes to America, and it goes to Africa, and America literally just does a madness with it. And you know, Americans like ownership, so they want their own thing. You know, I just want my own thing. And so they now began to build up their own separate. Um, denominations based on their own beliefs and their own teachings and that is what denominations are and that is why we have denominations today that's why they exist that's the history of denominations question two anti-forms is there a right or wrong denomination so obviously me not believing in any denominations my answer is going to be no there isn't a right denomination and yes there are wrong denominations which Mm -hmm. to me is just all of them Mm -hmm. but I want to really stress that just because you ascribe to or you proclaim that you are of a quote-unquote wrong denomination or a denomination doesn't mean that you are not saved so Mm -hmm. you may be in a wrong denomination even if it is like a far left like just missed the complete point of jesus Mm -hmm. denomination but it depends on your personal your personal relationship with god as to whether you are saved or not so your denomination has nothing to do with your salvation Mm -hmm. is what i want to really stress Mm -hmm. um so is there a right denomination no there isn't personally to me I feel like we should just be just Christian because that's mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with just being Christian or just followers of Christ or mm-hmm. just believers of Christ? Mm-hmm. If someone asks me, what denomination are you? I say, I, I'm not, I'm a Christian. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't really get um, why we have to, why we have to have the labels and the titles. Yeah. But um, is there a wrong denomination? I think there's quite a few really, really, really wrong denominations. Yeah. Um, and there are some that are not so bad. And then yeah. there are some that are, you know, manageable. Yeah. You know, um, I think there's a there's a few examples that I can kind of give to say whether or not you're in a wrong denomination, like a really, really, really wrong denomination. And it's at this point where she begins to at people. I'm not going to say any particular um, <laughs> like titles of denomination, except for Catholicism, because I used to be a Catholic. Um, but so with Catholicism, I'd say if we feel like you are um you're praying to Mary instead of Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit, then you're that's wrong. You're there's in a wrong denomination. There's a problem there. Um because Mary is not divine. Mary has no power. Mm-hmm. Mary doesn't Mary can't answer your prayers. She's it doesn't not part say of the that. Trinity. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't say that Mary is interceding for us. It says that Jesus is interceding for us. Come on, so scripture. why are you Come on, scripture <laughs> Why are you praying to Mary? Mary can't do nothing. And to be honest, just let Mary sleep. She's tired. She's had a long life. She's had things to do. Do you know what I mean? And if your, if your church is basing, um, especially stuff about Mary, um, you know, has whole doctrines formed on absolutely no basis of scripture, that's what really upsets me about the Catholic Church in terms of like the ascension of Mary and Mary is the queen of heaven. Pardon? Since when? Where say that? No, but where does it say, where no, say I that? I would really, really like to know. Like if you could just give me one scripture, just one. Just one scripture, I will go back and become a Catholic. Like, she won't. I wouldn't. But, <laughs> like, can you honestly tell me where you got that from? 
how is Mary the Queen of Heaven? Why are we praying to Mary? Like, what does Mary that have to even, do That sounds so like, sacrilegious. How do we know that Mary went um, bodily into heaven without dying? The Bible doesn't say that. Someone has just assumed that. Okay, maybe people see that they've seen, um, you know, visions of Mary, apparitions of Mary after, you know, certain periods in time and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. When Jesus was, um, when Jesus was on the mount with the transfiguration, the disciples saw Moses and Elijah as well. Fine, you're allowed to see apparitions of past, you know, saints or uh, prophets or whatever. That's fine. But when you start praying to them, there was no, okay, let's pray to Elijah and Moses because mm. they were apparitions. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's idolatry and it's wrong. Um, okay, so what makes you... them right or wrong? That's what I'm about to. Yeah, so I'll just kind of lead you into it. What makes them right? <laughs> So the next point, mm-hmm. if you um, if you're part of a, re- a religion that has a lot of like ceremonial and rich of uh, ceremonial things, practices. ceremonies, ceremonial practices and uh, rituals that are not based in scripture, and you have to wear a certain robe or dress a certain way. And I'm not talking about okay, if you're part of the choir and you have to wear a robe so that you can all look you, you, like well, you united. have to wear a certain color like so you can all look united that's fine but what i'm talking about is if you have a uniform to step in your church or you're not accepted in your church that's a problem Mm -hmm. because what is that Mm -hmm. where is that in the bible that it says that you have to wear a certain uniform Mm doesn't say that if you if you have like a um you know a certain like um rights r-i-t-e that you have to go through like holy communion and Mm -hmm. um i don't know just different confirmation kind of confirmation things that are not in the bible things that don't necessarily need to be mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. but they're just based on like and without them you are not no scripture yeah. they're just doctrines and without them you're not really a christian or you're not really part of a denomination mm. that's a false denomination to me mm. um if you are being taught things that cannot be corroborated by the bible then you are in a wrong denomination. That's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. That doesn't like if you're if you go into the Bible and you cannot find what your preacher or your pastor is talking about, he is a false prophet. If you have or an a extra teacher. book to explain, Whoa, let's if you have get an extra, into it. If you have an extra book or source of authority to explain your denomination, you're in a wrong denomination. If you have a Bible that is not a Bible that other denominations will also read, you're most likely in a wrong denomination. And yeah. I'm coming for you Catholics and I'm coming for you Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. But I don't understand why you have a separate Bible and you're not, al- if you're not allowed to read any other texts from any other, you know, denomination or denomination. any, you know, commentaries or blah, blah, blah. You're not allowed to do your own study except for within the confines of what your denomination says you're allowed to read mm. or the materials you're allowed to be, like only t- materials published by your denomination, to, then yeah. you're in a wrong denomination. Yeah. That's cultish. Yeah. If you're in a denomination where you're not allowed to have friends or family members who are of a different denomination or of a different religion, mm-hmm. you are in a cult. Yeah. If you, because that's how cults isolate you by not allowing you to have to any, mix, you know, yeah, socialising, um, with the outside world yeah if you are part of a church that doesn't that has restrictions on types of worship for example like you're not allowed to have musical instruments in your worship come on with it or you're not allowed to dance or you have to dance or whatever like if there's restrictions on your worship Mm. then you're part of a wrong denomination yeah if you're part of a denomination where the holy spirit and jesus are barely mentioned except for when they say in the name of the father son and the holy spirit then you are not in the correct denomination you're not even in a church like what is that (laughs) what even is that if you are in a church where nobody there's a christian 
and get out, run for your life. <laughs> if you're in a church where charming snakes or drinking beer no, is what? part of Sorry, your... stop. I'm ca- Listen, I'm being serious. It's part of your religious practices. Can we pause? You need to, can you tell me you like need this? to just reevaluate all of everything that is you've that a real ever thing, saw. That's a real thing. Oh, especially snake charming. That's a real thing, for sure. Because you know the part where it says, oh, you shall not be... Oh, yeah, 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 The snake bit Paul's hand and you shall handful over snakes. So they really, really took it all the the, the way. run up a mountain. Just one scripture, you know. It's not even several. I didn't know about that one. There's plenty, plenty. If you're in a church where they encourage the spread of hate instead of love, you are in the wrong (laughs) denomination. Um... What else? If you're in a church where more emphasis is placed on religious practices than your relationship with God, you are in a wrong denomination. If your pastor can neither confirm nor deny that Jesus is the only way to heaven, you are in a wrong denomination. I'm going to say that right now. (laughs) Because it's not only Joel Osteen who feels that way, (laughs) but there are, yeah, on blast. There are several preachers who cannot, when asked in mixed company, is Jesus the only way to heaven? answer yes which is a really simple answer by the way and if your pastor or the leadership of your church cannot answer that question with a simple yes answer then you are in the wrong denomination because if jesus isn't the only way then drop me out of christianity altogether because it's long if jesus is not the only way then why are we even trying why are we bothering why are we praying to jesus why Mm. are we doing anything holy community why why do we do that Mm. you know there's no point and if your pastor offers the services of god with a price list attached you're in the wrong church or denomination. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, for me, it's already read First Corinthians one ten onwards to thirteen, which says that they're supposed to be we're supposed to be one. Um, so, uh, Christianity in Christianity, there are very few essential doctrines that define what it means to be a Christian, and these essential these essential doctrines are as follows. Okay, the essential doctrines that define um, you as a Christian is number one, Jesus is both God and man. Okay, so the incarnation, incarnation, a various number of scriptures, John 1, um, John 1, 1, 14. Okay, Jesus rose from the dead physically. Okay, if you do not believe that Jesus rose from the dead physically, if you think it was just his spirit that rose, you're a Muppet. Yeah? Oh, wait, you're not a Christian. I don't you're, know if you're a you're, Muppet. No, no, you can be a Muppet and you can be a Christian. You are a Christian and you're not a Christian. Well, you're, you're not a Christian. You're not these a Christian. are the things these are that you fun, have to these believe are, to be a Christian. Fundam- yeah, okay. So these are things that you have to believe to be a Christian. And if you are a Christian and you do not believe that Jesus rose from the dead physically, then I'm calling you a Muppet. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay. She's um, calling you that. I'm not calling <laughs> Again, a, ho- a whole host of scriptures. Um, John 2, verse 19 to 21 and many more. Number three, salvation is by grace through faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. Not works. Not works. Not the colour of your garment. Oh, talk about it. Talk <laughs> about it. No, let's stop the podcast. Not, not which it, day right. you go let's to finish. church oh, on. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, My God. <laughs> the gospel is the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can can we just talk about that point? I'm so sorry. No, people don't you know, know what the gospel no, is. No, you know the you know the whole day. The thing. good news. There's some people who think that the um, mark of the beast in Revelation is the day that you go to church. I'm and going home. If you don't go to I'm church home, I'm on Saturday, for me, I'm going then home. you are going to hell because you don't go to church on Saturday. Now, personally, I don't know whether or not you have to worship on a Saturday or Friday slash Saturday. I don't know that, but what I would say is that. I don't see the correlation between the mark of the beast evoking of a revelation and <laughs> worshipping on Saturday. That's what I am saying. 
What do you think when God That's hears something. some of the stuff that we say? What does He think? Like, just what does He? All Muppets. The yeah. Muppets. Muppets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Um. Number five. There is only one God. Jesus. One it's God. There's new Ooh. one. One. Uno. Okay. One. One. Okay. One God. Eins. Okay. <laughs> Number six, God exists as a trinity of persons, okay? With this one, I feel like that's not a fundamental tenet of Christianity. That there's a trinity? Yeah. Because I feel like the doctrine of the trinity is so, like, it's so forced. Okay, yeah, there's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But when you when you put the title trinity, then people all of a sudden are like, wait, hold on, what are you talking about? Because the word trinity isn't mentioned. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's like the doctrine of the trinity mm-hmm. is not necessary for being a Christian, but you must believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So you have to believe in the Father, Son, and yeah. the Holy Spirit. But let's just not call it the trinity because that kind of makes people makes think people of things. Of okay, fine. Things, yeah. um, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, okay, um, by nature, and therefore incarnation so these as long as a church believes in these essential doctrines then that's a christian church essentially okay yeah, that's the basic fu- exactly that's the basic fundamentals okay <laughs> that's the basic fundamentals um things in the scripture that have been interpreted in different ways is now what we now have to start making a distinction of. Okay, what day of the week should we worship? Again, it's not important. Um should we baptize by what sprinkling what Okay, so the um, the Ten Commandments says um, you must remember to keep the Sabbath day holy. Okay, Mm. Sabbath day um for Jews and for Seventh Day Adventists is obviously it's a Saturday. But why is it just for them and not for the rest of the church? The reason why Christians or starting from the Catholic Church go to church on a Sunday is because we, if you, I don't want to bring in a Catholic perspective, but you know Roman Catholicism, Peter all the way down. Forget Roman Catholicism. But the reason why um, Christians go to church on a Sunday is because we celebrate the day of the Jesus resurrecting. So we so you celebrate on the Sunday. That's but the history. That's the history the of it. Study of some of the scriptures doesn't necessarily imply that it was a Sunday. That. Yeah. So is that a misunderstanding? It's a misunderstanding, and it's it's a, it's a myth. So then, should yeah. we then go back to Saturday. Saturday? Does it matter? Is it important it's, to God? I think this is a different topic. So it is a different. Topic. Topic. Is it is it salvific? There, it, there was no um on the Ten Commandments. Remember to keep the Sabbath day holy. It had no. Um, a the Sabbath, prom- day was Sabbath. Sabbath, Sabbath day or Sabbath day. There was no um condition or promise attached to it. You know, so well, there's no condition or promise attached. You do not kill, but no, this was <laughs> no. But well, we no, there was no, no not to but, do that. Yeah, so let's 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 do that. Okay. So the answers to these questions do not affect whether or not someone is a Christian. Mm-hmm. It is the, it's in these issues and others like them that denominations are formed. Um, it does not mean that one denomination contradicts another. It means that though they agree in the essentials, they differ in some non-essentials. So what we're saying, if your church or your ministry has the seven um, essential doctrines that we said, but then it differs on some of the other things, we're not saying that necessarily that is wrong or right, depending on how doctrinal or how pertinent to salvation those other doctrines are okay what makes one wrong or right what definitely makes your church wrong is if salvation isn't through grace by faith Mm -hmm. based on um grace by faith scripture and also romans 10 9 to 9 to 10 okay if you don't have a biblical view of salvation Mm -hmm. this is what makes your doctrine wrong okay if you have beliefs and teachings that are divisive and are not found in scripture this is what makes your doctrine wrong so if 
you have one scripture taken from one kind of part of that's not even the Bible, then you are in a wrong denomination completely. If you cannot find the basis for your doctrine, a number of scriptures which correlate. Not yeah, Jesus yeah, wept not and Elijah <laughs> went onto the mountain. Okay. You can't, you can't put those two scriptures together and say that's yeah, the basis of my, of exactly, my doctrine. Exactly. Okay. You have to have a number of scriptures. Which is what people do. You can't pick it's and you so can't pluck the Bible. I don't think, I think people don't rate God. Yes, there's been so many books that have been missing or got, got whatever. The current Bible that we have, God is not dumb. Okay. He wrote the book the whole Bible, he inspired the Bible to be a complete cohesive, cohesive piece yeah. of literature yeah. which is supposed to form and fashion our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay? So everything in its entirety is succinct and makes sense together. So you can't have a doctrine that is based on Jesus wept and Elijah went onto the mountain and then form a denomination. That's how it works. You have to have a number of corroborating scriptures that all mean and they line up to Jesus Christ. Okay, there was many scriptures that talk about the dangers of having wrong doctrine. Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 and 19 says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of prophecy in this book, if anyone, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Jesus is saying, don't add anything. I finished talking. Don't add any extra <laughs> juice to what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. I finished. What I'm saying is, is it? I said, what I said, yeah? <laughs> Don't add anything to it. If you add anything to what I'm saying, if you add your whole new book and your whole new doctrine on top, I will add to you templates, okay? If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part in the book of life. So not only should you not add anything to God's word, but you shouldn't take anything out and say, no, we're going to negate this. <laughs> so Jesus said... um, everybody must jump three times yeah and then now you say no jesus said we should jump twice or once don't don't take anything out of god don't add to him and don't take anything out right so whatever jesus said take it as fact if it's written in red boom done okay second corinthians 11 13 to 15 for such are these false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of christ and no wonder for satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light therefore it is no great thing if his if his ministers also transform transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works good this is the script this is paul saying that there are some apostles who the devil is using and has created their own denominations and their own ministries they've transformed themselves into ministers of his of righteousness but they're not so be careful because mm-hmm. you can just be led astray yeah you can just somebody posing like i can't remember what the the guy remember the guy um that went to peter and was saying oh um he was trying to, he was pretending to do miracles mm-hmm. um and he was he asked them no there was two separate stories what well, the first one was Simon? like pretending to do miracles Bar- and Bar- yeah but simon and if you go to his church somebody who's pretending to do mir- some of you people go to churches when the holy spirit is supposed to be there but instead of you falling under the anointing naturally someone has to push you to fall under the anointing that's someone pretending to do miracles. Fire. Do you know that it's a pretend? It's pretend. You're doing play-doh. It's just acting and cut. That's what it is. Like it's and see. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Galatians 1 9. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. This is a serious thing, guys. Yeah. It's super serious. Okay, so that's what makes it wrong and right. Question number three. Can we be effective? 
Can we be effective as a body whilst we are fragmented? Yes and no. I think, yes, we can be somewhat effective because we are, you know, people are being saved every day, maybe not to the right thing, but they are, <laughs> no, okay, that's not, that doesn't make sense. But yeah, people are being saved every day. Um, and, you know, the Christian church does do a lot in terms of, you know, charity work and helping communities, blah, blah, etc., etc. But I feel like we could do more if we were united and it wouldn't be such a stumbling block to people who do not believe mm-hmm if we didn't have so many denominations, mm-hmm. if there was just one church of God and all the churches of God were called church of God, then nobody would have any issue. Like, oh, but you have different interpretations. It's just so many more excuses for people mm-hmm. to not believe in Jesus mm-hmm. because we have so many 600s and hundreds of um, of denominations. Mm-hmm. And so somebody was like, well, which one do I choose? But you're not choosing a denomination and you're not choosing a church. You're choosing Christ. And we really need to have that at the forefront of our message. So I feel like if you're as passionate as I am, about you know mm-hmm. denominations not being a thing then if someone asks you what denomination are you please don't say i'm a catholic or i'm a um baptist or whatever just say i'm a christian mm-hmm. and if they ask you what kind of christian you are say i'm a christian who believes that jesus is the son of god that he mm-hmm. died on the cross mm-hmm. just minister the gospel to them mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and then just say at the end whatever kind of christian that makes me that's the kind of christian i am you know because it's it's really not for me healthy i think it's divisive and i think the people um, who do not believe also find it divisive and a house divided against itself cannot stand. Hashtag scripture. Hashtag scripture. So, yeah, it, it's really important. I think um, Colossians 1.18 says, and he is the head of the body of the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead and in all things he may have the preeminence. So yeah. let's be led by Christ first. Let's be led by the Holy Spirit. Let's not just interpret the scriptures however we want to do, or because it sounds mystic and it sounds mysterious and it sounds um oh I'm so profound. If I pr- let's just do what it says. To me, it's really obvious what some most of these scriptures say. Do you know what I mean? Don't and me, add any ginger to it. Just yeah. to, you know, I'm not like a scholar. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not a theologian. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I was on the BBC website. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of the theologians, quote unquote, they're not. They're not smart. (laughs) They don't know the Bible at all. We'll leave that on the stories for you because it's too long to go into. But yeah, that's that's what I think. We can, but we could be more effective if we were all unified. I agree. We can be unified. I think we can be unified on the important things and worry not too much about those things which are less important. If it's not salvific, okay? If it's not pertinent to good character and good conduct and leading more people to, towards Christ and not to the bank um, you know Whoa. and all these things our attitude towards one another should always be ruled by love yeah. so it doesn't matter if we are from and I put denominations in in quote unquote right it doesn't matter if we're from denominations we should all rule each other in love it shouldn't yeah. be a case of oh my gosh I'm Jehovah Witness I can't come to your birthday party because you're a Christian or I can't come to your church you're getting married and I can't come to your church you're my best friend but you can't come to my church where I'm getting married because how does that where's the love in that in fact to be honest sorry I meant to say that as well like in one of the yeah, yeah like what is that about like I'm a so because I'm of a different denomination. I can't visit my friends. Yeah, I can't go to your birthday. Like I can't. You, I don't get it. Like the whole point of Jesus coming was for Him to release us from all of these restrictions and all of these ordinances and all of these traditions. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, right? And given us a relationship with God. And instead, what we've gone and done is just rebuilt everything that He went to come and dismantle. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. So we definitely we can be unified, and I think and can we be more effective? Yes, if we weren't so focused on who is right yeah. and if we weren't so focused on our 
on our own individual beliefs and teachings yeah. if we weren't so focused on our own doctrines we can be more effective as a body and do what we're supposed to do that kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven okay we will be more effective if we can unify so let's just unify yeah i think denominations promote elitism mm-hmm. they promote distrust because and they promote pride <laughs> they promote pride like i'm right you're wrong mm-hmm. You know, and I also think that denominations is like a really stubborn thing as well. Like I want to stay in my denomination, regardless if Jesus himself comes down and tells me actually this doctrine is wrong. I would still believe that doctrine over Jesus. That's how I feel about denominations. Like they make you stubborn, they yeah. make you hard headed, and they make you unable to um, bend in the to the will of God. Bend down, bend down, bend down, bend down to bend the will down, of God. Bend down, bend down, and um, <laughs> you know, it makes you. It makes you. It gives you head knowledge. Okay, I know, I know what Jesus is thinking, but when Jesus actually tells you what he's thinking, you don't want to listen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm finished. I'm done. Okay, so denominations, guys. Don't do it. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. A hashtag scripture. Oh, we didn't do one for the last one. We did. Did we? Yeah. What was it? Um, um, I don't think we did. We did. We did. We did. We didn't say hashtag scripture, but we did say. Um, we did read. But com- it's not a hashtag scripture. If, if we, we don't say, say Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty. Yeah, that definitely we didn't say hashtag we scripture. Yeah. But we did read it. But okay. Um yeah. Our I hashtag mean, scripture for today? What about uh first Cl- uh, no Galatians one six nine? Six? No, hold on. No, it might be wrong, hold on. Galatians one yeah, six to ten. Go for it. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you that than we preach to you, let him be accursed. Amen. Do you want to pray? Yes. Can I go first? You go first? Mighty God, we give you praise, we give you glory. We thank you, Lord, for giving us one body. Um, which has many members, which have different functions, but it's all one body, all the same. We pray, mighty God, that you will unite us with the perfect bonds of love, mighty God. We pray that we will all um, understand your word as you have intended for it to be understood and that every division in the body of Christ, mighty God, let it be torn down in the mighty name of Jesus. Every stronghold in the mind that keeps us proud and keeps us believing things that are not of scripture and doctrines that have been built up by the wisdom of man and not the wisdom of God, mighty God, we tear them down, we cast them down before your throne, O oh God, Amen. and we pray, O oh Lord, that you be exalted and your word be exalted Amen. above all in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father God, we just give you thanks and praise for being still a God of love and mercy even though we have done so wrong and leading people astray and leading people um you know we talk you talk about the blind leading the blind and how bad it is for someone to lead one of your children astray and lord oh god we just thank you for your mercy and your grace now that although lord oh god we have been so consumed with doctrine and so consumed with our own interpretations of your word yet you still have mercy on us and father god may you continue to have mercy on us oh lord father god may you break down strongholds may you break down these walls may you break down pride may you break down intelligence may you break down anything that is not of you let us come back to our one and only true love like the um like 
Jesus said in Revelations, you have lost and you have forgotten and you have turned away from your one true love. Let us turn back to you, Jesus. Everything about you is what we believe and everything about you is what we do. Let that be our passion. Let that be our motive. Let us be unified, Lord God. Let us act as one body so that we can be more effective. We don't want to be ineffective, Lord. We want to be more effective. We want to stand together united and tear down everything that you've caused us and called us to tear down. May we be effective. May we be unified. May we stand in love in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, hashtag scripture. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, hashtag scripture. And you can find us on Twitter at HT Scripture. Please follow, please subscribe, please do all the things. Comment, like, and share review. With us, tell people about us so that they know. And then you can have something to talk about at the kitchen table and the coffee table in your workplace. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.